My friends, we're continuing in a sermon series on prayer, and our text this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 9, beginning at verse 36. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since little was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request, Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he, Peter, stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Alex Haley, the author, is famous for his work entitled Roots, where he traced his family history all the way back to Africa. He's also famous for a photograph that he kept in his office. It was a photograph of a turtle sitting on a fence post. And when people would ask Alex Haley about that photograph, he would always say something like, when I look at that photograph of that turtle sitting on that fence post, I remember that that turtle did not get there on the top of that fence post all by itself. And it reminded him, Alex Haley, that he didn't get to where he was in life all by himself. We all have had people who have invested in us. We all have had people who have influenced us in powerful ways. People both living and deceased. I want to introduce you to two specific people today that I believe can be a great, great influence in your life. I hope they're already a great influence in your life. We run across these two people in the seaside community of Joppa. They're on the Mediterranean coast of Israel. And there in Joppa, modern-day Jaffa, which is a suburb of Tel Aviv, we find these two people, Tabitha and Peter, and I hope that you know both Tabitha and Peter well. We probably know more about Peter than we do Tabitha. I really don't remember learning much about Tabitha in Sunday school when I was growing up. The only Tabitha I knew was the little girl in the television series Tabitha. And I didn't know her other name, Dorcas, did not remember anything about that name or know anything about that name until when I was in seminary. I spent the summer with a wonderful family in Charlotte, and they lived on Dorcas Lane. 
But I want us to know more about Tabitha or Dorcas and Peter. This is a remarkable, remarkable story in Acts chapter 9. Tabitha evidently was a single woman. There's no mention of family here in the text. And you actually see here in the text that her community was a community of single women, a community of widows. And you read here in the text some remarkable things about this Tabitha. It says here in the text, she was devoted to good works and acts of charity. Wouldn't you like to be remembered that way, being devoted to good works and acts of charity? Acts of charity in the Jewish world is zedekah, or acts of mercy. And we're called to these good works and these acts of mercy or charity, love in action. And Tabitha was known for these things. And here in the text, we see that she died. And when she died, that brought great, great grief to her circle of friends. They washed her body, they anointed her body, and they placed it in an upper room. And we see here in the text that that upper room was filled with widows who were weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Tabitha or Dorcas had made for them. This is a wonderful, wonderful picture of evidently a wonderful, wonderful lady, Tabitha. Who are the Tabitha-like people in your life? Don't take them for granted and... Don't let days pass without showing your gratitude to those Tabitha-like people in your life. Are you a Tabitha-like person in the lives of others? We are called to a life devoted to good works and acts of charity. So I hope that we can live in the spirit of Tabitha For all the people that we meet when she died, it brought great, great grief to this group of widows in Joppa. And the text says that they knew that Peter, the apostle Peter, was close by. So they sent word to him and they just said to him, come without delay. So we look also in this text at Peter. They want Peter to come there. I'm not sure what they thought Peter could do or would do, but they certainly knew that Peter would do something. This early Christian community here, pictured in the book of Acts, is a Christian community filled with the power of the Spirit. It's a Christian community that Jesus is continuing to live through in powerful, remarkable, supernatural ways. So they call, they call for Peter because they know that Peter certainly will do something. When Peter got to Joppa, that seaside community, they led him upstairs. The text says he emptied the room and then he prayed. He did the most important thing he could do. He did the most practical thing he could do. He prayed. Evidently, Peter, like the rest of this early Christian community, fervently believed in the power of prayer. 
And my friends, we do too here at Wesley Memorial. We believe that power, the power of prayer not only changes the prayer, but the power of prayer changes circumstances in this world, in people's lives. We had a prayer workshop recently, and about 100 people attended those very practical courses on how to become a more prayerful person. We believe in the power of prayer just like Peter did here in this text. John Wesley one time said that God does nothing but by prayer and everything with it. Oswald Chambers one time said, prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. Billy Graham one time said, to get nations back on their feet, we must first get down on our knees. Walter Wink, the New Testament scholar, famously said, history belongs to the intercessors. We make history through our prayer. So we strongly believe in prayer. Peter strongly believed in prayer. It's been the lifeblood of the Christian community throughout our history. Here in the text, we see that Peter prayed. We see that Peter got down on his knees and prayed. We need to allow our, our body to be involved in our prayer life. If you don't know the power of kneeling in prayer, allow your body to become involved in your praying. Here we see Peter kneeling down beside the corpse of Tabitha, and he prayed. And then after he prayed, he so believed in the power of prayer, he could look at that cold corpse of Tabitha and say, Tabitha, get up. And she did. Can you imagine the witness that Tabitha was there in the community of Joppa after she returned from the dead, just like Jesus called forth Lazarus from the dead. What we see here, we see the Christian community continuing the signs and wonders of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's who we are as a Christian people. We are those called in this world to continue the signs and wonders of Jesus Christ, Tabitha, get up, and she did. And the power of her witness, we know, had to be remarkable. Part of the remarkable growth of this early Christian community and the growth of the Christian community around the world throughout history is because of the power associated with the Christian community. Tabitha, get up. And she did. This is a remarkable, remarkable text. It introduces us to two remarkable people, Tabitha and Peter. I hope that you have people like this. You allow these people to be tremendous influences in your life. Notice also how the text ends after this great miracle occurs, after this sign, this wonder, this act of the supernatural invading the natural happens, 
the text simply ends with saying, meanwhile, he, Peter, stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. That's not a throwaway verse. I hope that you will take note of that verse because that verse tells us, again, a great deal about Peter. You see, you need to understand something about Simon the Tanner. To be a tanner means that this Simon dealt with the carcasses of dead animals. To be a tanner means that he dealt with the the skin of dead animals. And that meant that in the Jewish faith, he he was a person that was considered unclean. People appreciated what what he did for them, but he was considered unclean. And he and his home would be filled with, with a great stench from those dead animals, which is why I'm sure and we know that this Simon the Tanner lived down by the seashore in Joppa so that the winds could blow the stench away from his house. And here, this is where Peter goes to live for a while with this Simon the Tanner. Don't lose sight of this vision, of what you're being shown here in this text. He, Peter, goes and lives with this person that was considered unclean. He entered the stench of this person's life. And we don't know if Peter approved of what Simon the Tanner did for a living. We don't know how Peter reacted to what Simon the Tanner did for a living, but we know that Peter went and fellowshiped with him and lived with him, certainly would have been kind to him, would have shown him Christian love, would have built a bridge to him so that Jesus Christ could walk from Peter's life into the life of Simon the Tanner. We're in a world today, friends, where people think that we can only be kind to those or love those with whom we agree, with whom we approve. We can only be kind and loving to those people that that fit our qualifications for life. But we see in the New Testament, we know confirmed throughout Christian tradition that Agreement, agreement is not the basis for being kind with someone, towards someone. Agreement is not the basis for loving someone. People can have their standards, they can have their convictions, they can have their theology, they can have their doctrine, and they may or may not approve of what someone else is doing. They may or may not receive or accept or celebrate or affirm what someone else is doing, but that has nothing to do with whether or not we choose to love that other person. We can love in spite of, in the midst of our disagreements. We can hold to our convictions and continue to be kind to the people we meet and love the people we meet. Don't lose sight of Peter going to live for a season in the home of Simon the Tanner. An amazing, amazing text. Let 
Tabitha, let Peter influence your life. Someone's influencing your life. Let these two influence your life. I pray for you every morning. I pray that your life will be filled with prayer, as was Peter's. I pray that your life will be filled with the power of the living Jesus, as was Tabitha's life. Amen.